You're tuning in to the Purpose Filled Podcast. I'm your host, Tyra Banks, and I'm here to help you honor your journey and live with intention. Welcome back. I am so excited today. I'm sitting across from one of the most beautiful women on the outside and inside, Javon Ophelia Butler, uh, who I've had. My, she's my woman crush Wednesday. I've had a woman crush on for a million years because she's a, a consummate professional, one of the um, most amazing and humble human beings I've ever met. And so welcome to the show. I'm excited to introduce you to the Purpose Field audience. Thank you so much, Tyra. You are also an inspiration as well. Thank, Thank you, you so much for asking me to come on the show. I was so excited to greet you first and of course your audience. Yes, yes. Y'all, she is so packed with value. I want you to check her out on social media. I want you to check out CLI Productions. But first, I want you to tell us about your passion and your journey. My passion, my passion is to help others. That's what I love. My contention is that you serve God through serving others. And so my passion is to actually help other people to find out who they are. I'm a visionary. Mm -hmm. You know, God made me that way. My first passion, let me just go back, is God. And because I love God, I love people. And so I like to help to push people and thrust them to the vision. Anything that I can do for an individual to help them to become a better person, to enhance their gifts and their talents, I'm ready to do that. So my passion is just helping others to find out who they are and why the Lord even birthed them into the earth realm. I love it. I love it. So when did your journey begin as a playwright? My journey began as a playwright six years ago, and it was something that I would consider an absolute phenomenal I never thought that I would be a playwright. Everybody thought at that time maybe I would be a lawyer, then run for a Supreme Court judge seat, and actually uh, probably wind up in Washington, D.C. But God had a different plan. Take us back. So back when you were working in politics and you were working with um, the woman who became our current mayor but was then at the time a a state senator, take us back to when you were working on policy And you knew there was something else right before you left your job. What was that like? Well, the journey. I was actually asked to become the youth director at a church in in Lutcher, Louisiana. It was the Greater King Tryon Baptist Church. I always have to say the name because (laughs) that's my beginning years. And I was the youth director at the church. And every summer they would have something that was called, it was called a youth explosion. Mm-hmm. And in the youth explosion, the children had to do like Bible drills, spelling bees and all of that. And so one of the categories was a play. So I'm being a competitor at heart. I had all of the youths. They were all competitive. The actual category was 100 points. And I said, oh, we're not going we're not going to lose 100 points. I said, so we definitely will have to get a play written. And I heard the Holy, the Holy Spirit say it's so soft to me. You'll write the play. And Come I on. Said, God, I will write the play. I said, I don't know how to write a play. Now, I was a great writer, but never thought about writing a, you know, a script, an actual script. So I was obedient, and I wrote the play. And it was so funny. It was called Do Right Baptist Church. That was the name of the play. Yes, indeed. And we had all kind of characters in there, you know, Miss Righteous Busybody and those types of, you know, names that would make people laugh. It was more of a comedy type of Mm -hmm. deal. I wrote the play, Tyra. 
we get to the explosion and the competition, they had like about four plays that entered into the category. And we won first place. Awesome. The entire audience kept laughing. It was it was a feel that I said, I found something here. Mm-hmm. This was something that was hitting inside of me. So I tried it again. And then I start writing a lot of Afrocentric monologues for black history programs. Me being a former NAACP president, I was very um, intrigued with our Afrocentric environment and our culture. And so mm-hmm. I start reading, I start actually writing and reading monologues for the church and the people that was in the community from all around started coming. Awesome. And the church started being filled where they couldn't even fit everybody in the church. And I said, God, what is this? So then one of the members at the church, she came to me. She said, Javon, she said, have you ever thought about having a play at the St. John Theater right there in Reserve, Louisiana? I said, well, I've danced on the stage at recitals. I said, but I've never thought about a play, like a public play. Right after that, I wrote my first public play. I told you my passion is helping people. Yeah. Lord, if I can help somebody. Come that on. was the name of the play. And I'm telling you, Tara, it was a tear-dropping moment. My first production at the St. John Theater, Lord, if I can help somebody, the Lord sent 1,070 people to that theater to see that play. The director for the theater, she comes to my mom and she comes to the staff. She says, you sold this place out. That's awesome. And and from there, I've been running with the vision of CELA Productions Incorporated ever since. Of course, you know, CELA means to stop, med- you know, meditate, mm-hmm. think about what you just heard or saw. And that's what, we, you know, that's what we inspire our audiences to do. We want them to stop, to meditate on the storyline, the message, and what the message means to them as an individual and how can their lives be transformed by the inspirational messages in the play. That's and so phenomenal. people love it. Of course, our mission is to aspire to inspire people. And that so that's what we do. And that's so my journey. Tell us, when, when you were about to step out on faith and take a break from working a traditional job to really focus on your nonprofit. What was that moment like? It was a very frightening moment. Were there mentors who helped you out? At that time, my only mentor was the Bible. Hmm. My only mentor was the Holy Spirit in the word. I stood on the word, you know, Habakkuk, you know, is one of my favorite chapters. Write the vision down and make it plain. Absolutely. I mean, everywhere I looked, I saw it on signs. I saw it on television. That scripture just kept coming to me, kept coming to me. And I said, you know what? I will have to take a leap. And I tell, you know, other business owners that anytime you're doing vision, anytime you're getting ready to really make your mark and impact in the earth realm, you will have to leap. And you have to believe that when you leap. That the Lord right hand will catch you. Amen. And I promise you, since I left that nine to five job, I have not suffered since. Amen. Were there moments where you felt like, now God, I'm leaping, but I don't know if I'm about to fall. Were there moments where things just weren't falling in place for you? Many moments. I mean, first, I would say financially, mm-hmm. it looked a little cloudy. I used to always say this at some of my uh, motivational uh, seminars. I would tell people I started off with a penny every play for about maybe five to six times. Only a penny. My chief operating officer could tell you that. She said, where are you? What are you going to do? She said a play, you know, the types of caliber that you have a play on. You know, she was a money manager. She said the least is 10,000. She said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to trust God. 
And the Lord would bring people to me. He would introduce me to grant programs like yourself, you know, teachers, mentors to help me to financially, fiscally base my business. And so with all of that, you know, I mean, financially was one of the first burdens, Mm -hmm. I would say, because it was a burden. And then secondly, staff. Come on, let's be real. revolving door. Yes. People coming in, telling me what they're going to do. I'm with you until the end. The people that left me, I said, well, you were never with me. And so with that being said, even now I'm going through a transition, you know, so even with the staff and the volunteers, it was such a challenge because anytime you're a business owner, you will have to know the different personalities of the people that you're working with. That's leadership. Go there. Leadership 101. And so I had to learn people's personalities, their temperaments, all of that. And I would have some that stayed, some would leave. And I said, God, even the cast thirdly was a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you select certain casts, you know, they would stay. Some of them would commit to a contract. Some of them would not. Then you have to go find somebody else for a role. I mean, I remember in if uh, Lord, not it wasn't Lord, if I can help somebody. It was if it had not been for the Lord, that particular production, my lead female role. The actress got sick that week and the understudy had to jump in the role. To Come finish on. the play. So even though they've been practicing with one person, they couldn't perform with the person they've been practicing with. That's right. That's right. Wow. And so, I mean, many challenges, but I would say first fiscally, mm-hmm. staff second, cast has always been an issue. Okay. And so, I mean, it's just different hurdles. And then sometimes my fate would yeah. faint. Come on, let's be authentic on the yeah. Purpose Field Podcast. My fate would faint. I would say, I would say to myself, you have leaped and no one has caught you. Mm-hmm. And then right after I have a day like that, the Lord has sent someone to call me to remind me of something that he has shown or promised me in his word. And he will always Amen. prove himself faithful to me. And a lot of people, you know, why you talk about God so much? Because it's because of him. I'm where I am. Amen. So when did you start traveling to Africa and doing work in other places? Well, that happened after my transition from Greater King Triangle Baptist Church. I joined Choice International Ministries, which is Bishop Antoine Michael Jasmine, who had a ministry that believed in mission work. That was something that I always wanted to do, me being a uh, a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science and, you know, just international studies and all of that. I love helping people. And so when I saw we were going there for an orphanage, I said, oh, I got to be there. That, you yes. know, that's me. And so from that first trip, when we got there, it was so funny. The guys that were painting the house, it was the orphanage called Safe Haven. It's right there in Ghana. And they have about maybe, I want to say, about 60 orphan kids that, you know, they're waiting to find parents. And so when I went there, it was so funny. The guys, they were painting on the walls and doing, you know, different things. And I think they were trying to say I wasn't doing as much. So they said, why don't you go outside and teach the babies? So we uh-huh. played Mother May I. I let them watch a cartoon on a cell phone, which is something that they don't have. They were looking and was like, wow, we can actually watch a cartoon. And so I spent time with the children. So to speed up the story, what I did was when I left, I said, God, why did you have me go to Ghana and to see the orphanage? I said, what was the purpose behind that? I'm a purpose-filled woman. I said, what, am, what, am, what am I there for? And when I was on the plane coming back, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, Let's do a play. I said, a play. 
And he also used a senator, a former senator of the state of Louisiana to also confirm that I should do a play. And I said, a play in Ghana? How will I do that? I would have to travel back and forth so much and I would have to have a casting call, all of that. And I was obedient. And so I, I went back to Ghana. I had a casting call. They can look at it on my Facebook page. It's inspired. It has inspired many nations of people. They love the video because it's just so inspiring. It makes them want to see the upcoming play Colors in Africa. And so with that being said, when um the Lord, you know, he confirmed and he told me, he said, you're going to meet the Ghanaian president. Well, that happened too. Come on. I had a presidential visit and the Ghanaian president, the former president, President John Kafour, they're all supporting the production. It's going to be at the National Theater this summer in 2020. So that we're very excited phenomenal. about that. And so that's my reason I believe that the Lord introduced Ghana to me and we will take a portion of the proceeds and we will give it to the orphanage so that they can finish building their school. That's powerful. With your yeah. busy schedule, how do you manage it all? Do you have an app? Is there a person? Like, how are you keeping this together? Well, I have a scheduler, uh, Miss Andrea Hollins, who is my chief operating officer. She does it all. She's a jack of all trades. Shout out to Andrea. If you can find one person like Miss Hollins in the world, you've done something. Amen. And she keeps me together. I've also had uh, past staff. Uh, special projects persons, uh, people that would work with me to help my schedule and all of that. But she, you know, she, she, I do a to-do list as well personally so that I can keep my own self on poise. You know, it's good to depend on staff, but you need to also have some type of uh, savvy maintaining of your own personal. And so personally, I do a to-do list. And I try to accomplish the, you know, the to-do list. But Miss Holland, she does my calendar. She does all of my scheduling. She pops it up on my phone all day long. Amen. And so I'm blessed to be able to have, you know, good staffers to assist me. You were one of the first people to teach me that you might not pay yourself first. You might have to take care of yes. paying your staff yes. first. And yes. it will get you where you need to go. And I, I still carry that nugget with me till yes. this day. So important. It really is. You know, vision for a visionary is sacrificial. Yes. And you sacrifice you sacrifice yourself so that you can see the vision come to pass. Because no one will sacrifice as much as you. Absolutely. I tell mm -hmm. everybody all the time, I'm like, I was just teaching a class last night and I was telling them, y'all, I'm in a position in my business where my business make good money and I'm not paying myself out of the business right now because I'm dumping it right back into production and video. And because there's something in me, I could eat saltine crackers. Mm -hmm. And wear the same clothes. I've been wearing the same clothes for about 10 years. Wow. People laugh at me. They say, well, Ty, why are you going to lose more weight? I was like, because I have so many clothes that's that size. <laughs> I'm going to wear the clothes because <laughs> I'm not shopping right now. Mm -hmm. And here is why. Because it's the investment in what God has put in my heart to do. I will feel full watching that. You know, like you ever, you ever buy that pair of shoes on your lunch break and you're like, you know what? I ain't buying lunch mm -hmm. today because these shoes are just so fine. I'm yes. full. I'm good. Yes. Right? I agree. It's yes. the same way with visions. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you for teaching me that. On the rough days, is there a mantra or an affirmation that you use to keep you straight? Well, I tell myself, and this is very popular, popular when I do my quotes on Facebook. I am successful. Amen. If you don't believe, who will believe? You have to believe in your own vision. Yeah. I am successful. When you speak things to yourself, you activate something inside of your spirit. Absolutely. And it drives you to run toward the vision. You know, the word says in Habakkuk 2, it says, write the vision down and make, make it, it plain. plain. For he who reads it, because you've wrote it down, you read it, you will run, run with it. it. 
because you've read it, you're going to run with it. And as you continue to run with the vision, though it tarry, it will not tarry, meaning it will happen on time. And so I tell myself, I am successful. And then mother, you know, mommy taught me something. She says, Javon, every knock is a boost. I can remember, right? My mom was a teacher for 33 years. I just lost mommy in June and I do everything as a legacy unto her. Yeah. And she used to tell me, you know, when I would try out for different things at school and I may not uh, achieve what I was trying to achieve as a goal because I was always a goal oriented child. That's what, you know, my book's going to be about boss and like, I cannot wait. I know always was a boss. And she would tell me every knock is a boost. Amen. Every time somebody would tell you you can't, it should ignite something in you to make sure inside of your own self that it makes you say, I can. Absolutely. So I am successful. Every knock is a boost. I love it. Yes. So what were some of the habits and daily disciplines? Because there's one thing a lot of people say, oh, that person was born like that. And you just you just credit it. You know what? I was I was always goal oriented. But there had to be some other things you developed in yourself. What are some of the habits and daily disciplines you use? One of my daily disciplines that I use is that even though it's only 24 hours within a day, mm-hmm. it's OK not to finish. Amen. I've also learned that you need to take time away sometime just to recalibrate. And so every day does not have to be a work day. And you don't feel like you've done a bad thing when you don't work. And no, you're not lazy. You're just taking a rest. Rest is productivity too. That's right. I love it. I got that from Teresa Taylor. Y'all check her out, a tailored space. (laughs) And so I learned that. I learned that it's okay not to be able to finish. It's okay. And so I think as visionaries, we need to learn how to rest. Like you said, I love it. It is productivity. And then to understand and know that you can recalibrate during that rest where then other ideas, innovative ideas can start generating so that you can continue to expand and enhance the vision. I always find that that's when I, I get more downloads from the Holy Spirit. When I'm cleaning my house, I might be cleaning my car or uh, if I'm taking a shower, but as long as I'm not trying to work 24 mm-hmm. seven, I can get those downloads and those ideas. That's right. Because you have to be, you have to be relaxed so that you can receive what the Lord is saying. If you're all some type of way, you will never receive it. Yeah. So you have to be calm and you have to make sure that you take care of yourself. You know, uh, one of my daily practices now is that I try to eat healthy. Amen. Because if I'm the visionary, I need to make sure that I'm healthy so that I can carry the vision. Absolutely. Everybody around me, I, you know, they they were they all were eating healthy, and I was still trying to eat French fries and cheeseburger with a malt. You know, yeah. and everybody around me was eating salads and all of that. And so even between now and last year, I think I've lost tremendous weight. I was way heavier than what I am now. I've been cheating since the holidays, and so Mm -hmm. I'm still in Christmas, but I'm getting better. Amen. But with that being said, I mean, um, we just have to make sure that we eat healthy, that we rest, and that even people that's in the entertainment business, take care of your appearance and your skin, eat fruits Mm -hmm. and vegetables that will enhance the the glow on your skin. All of that is important. Yeah. And And there's something to it in terms of how you feel. Right. right. I started to recognize if I ate certain things, I would feel slower mm-hmm. and I would feel like I was pushing myself. Then I would want coffee mm-hmm. and I would have this, you know, kind of cycle that I was always on. And so when I decided, you know what, I'm just going to try to eat better. Not that I'm going to be perfect because I think I had to get out of this mindset that we can somehow have this perfect diet mm-hmm. and we would never get sick and we would never get tired. Like yeah. That 
is BS. That's mm-hmm. not going to work, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to eat some chocolate <laughs> That's sometimes. Right. A snicker. Yes. Yeah. Especially the Omegon. Oh, my God. I've <laughs> never my had favorite. the Omegon, but uh, yeah, absolutely. And so we got to just know that, you know, you can't finish everything in one day. It's okay if your staff mess up. Yeah. You have to be understanding that you weren't perfect either. And so we just got to do those little daily, like you said, those daily um, habits that we learned and uh, just continue to grow from it and build on it. Amen. What work are you most excited about right now? I'm excited about my new book that's coming out, Bossing Like a Lady. Y'all have got to check out her Facebook. I'm telling you. The CLA spot on Facebook. So tell us how to find you. You can find me on Facebook, Javon Ophelia Butler. That's J-A capital V-O-N-O-P-H-E. L-I-A, Butler, B-U-T-L-E-R, or on our website, Selah Productions with the S-I-N-C-O-R-P dot O-R-G. And I'm on Instagram, real simple, Ms. M-Z Javon, J-A-V-O-N. I love it. Thank and you YouTube so much. And YouTube as well on Selah Spot. Absolutely. And I'm excited about the play that's coming in Africa. And I can't get off without saying we do have a new play that's coming to the USA. It's called Won't He Do It? Where's it going to be? Won't he do it? We'll start off in New Orleans. It's, it's an actual touring play. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to, it's going, it's going to start off, I'm sorry, in Florida, in Fort Lauderdale. And it'll come to New Orleans and it'll tour to all of the major cities, Dallas and all of that. And so we're excited about That's that. That's going to Miami, be of course, you excellent. know, so we're excited. And I want to invite the audiences to go on my Facebook page. We have Selah Serenity Prayer. Oh my God. It's prayer at 5 a.m. It's five minutes of five at, at five a.m. It's I only like five it. minutes of your time. Five and minutes we, of five. And we just five. recap. We cap, We look. We take the day, and we command it to do. What we've asked it. You know what we're asking it to do. So Amen. I mean, see, lots of serenity prayer is something that I uh, became familiar with after being on the Word Network and taking the calls, and people were actually calling my phone wanting me to pray. So see, lots of serenity prayer is also an excitement, along with see, lots spot, which is the daily talk show on Thursdays at eight at eight p.m. on my Facebook page live. That is powerful. Thank you for being with the Purpose Field community today. And I'm so proud of you. You you. are an inspiration. I want to say this publicly. You are an inspiration to women. Your face is the face of strength and tenacity. And I want you to continue to build. This podcast is just only a tremendous blessing, but you're going to have so much more. And I speak blessings and favor over everything that you do. A purpose-filled woman is going to be on the New York sellers list in Jesus' name. And you're going to have conferences. Oh, I feel the glory. You will have conferences all over the world. And you will travel. Just like I've told you in the past. You will travel. And God is going to bring you places that you have never even dreamed of. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's a wrap, guys. Thanks for listening to the Purpose Filled Podcast. To learn more and join our community, visit thepurposefilledwoman.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.